It's Tramaraderie. How you been, brah? How have I been? Um, I've been, I don't know, I've, been, I've just been stressed the fuck out. <laughs> I had to go to that neurologist last week. Yep. And um, I'm not joking. I am not joking. He opened the door. I was sitting in the waiting room, which was literally like eight feet away from his room. He like he went to call me in and there was a girl with him. So it was like, obviously, it was a student, very young girl. He acted the entire time as if she was not there, <laughs> like as if she was air. Oh, I, Jesus. At, a point, at a certain point, I was like, maybe I am imagining her like maybe she's not even here. <laughs> but I walked in and the first thing that he said to me was. Good morning. Well, it looks like you're walking fine. I don't see anything wrong with you. Oh, my gosh. And I just, like, I didn't even know what to say. It was this old fucking bald man who was, I've never, I left crying. Oh, Amanda. I, like, literally left crying. He was so rude to me um, Can you... when I tried to, like, talk to him. Like, oh. he just, yeah, I'm getting a second opinion. I was just um, about to say, please, like, d don't just rely on that because you know something's no. wrong. What a dick. Yeah, no, he was just, a, I mean, he, it wasn't just that. That wasn't even, like, the worst of it. Like, I'm not joking. Like, he, he was so rude. And I tried, to, like, he kept interrupting me, kept telling me that things that I were, that I was telling him, like, how it went, like, um, medically with being sent from there to there to there. Because, I mean, you know that I've just been sent back and forth back and forth right um when I tried to like tell him like he asked me like who asked for the MRI and I was like my physical therapist is the one that you know was like hey you need to have an MRI and a scan and sent me to my back to my doctor and she's the one that sent an email to my doctor and was like she needs to have a scan she needs to have an MRI and when I went to say that he <laughs> Like, he was like, who asked for the MRI? And I was like, well, my physical therapist. And he was like, that's not even possible. A physical therapist is not even allowed to ask for an MRI. So you've got that wrong. Oh like, that's gosh. how he was talking to me. No, certain, I would have just walked out. No. At a certain point, I did. At a certain point, I just got upset. He actually told me that I needed, pretty much what he told me was that um, I was crazy. <sighs> he was like, you need to... Um, what you need to do is you need to go to the because they have revalidation centers hold, and doctors. Hold on, I am which still I'm processing at. that this doctor told you you were basically crazy. Yeah, he pretty much said that I needed to go back to the revalidation centrum, and the reason why is because when you go to a reval and I'm there, like I'm in, I'm on their thing, but the revalidation doctor is the one that sent me away and was like oh no like you obviously have something wrong with your body you know but the in the revalidation centers that you have here it's it's like a physical therapist but you also have um psychiatrists and stuff that talk to you and they said they were they were like okay there's something wrong we're gonna send you somewhere else and this doctor told me that i obviously needed to go to a rehabilitation center because it would and i'm trying to think of the word in english he said that they would be able to help me with my emotional states, pretty much. And I said, my emotional state, because I tried so hard, like, to not to cry. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that he could see that I was upset. Yeah. But I was upset with the way that I was being treated. Yeah. And not upset because, and so he said something about my, um, and I didn't cry in front of him, but I'm sure he saw that I was very you know, you on were the verge upset. Or very yeah. irritated. Yeah. And so then he said something about my emotional state. And I told him, you know, that's fucking funny because I did go to the rehabilitation uh, doctor and you would be able to see that if you actually looked through my fucking file like you should have. And they are the ones that were like, we can't help you and we'll send you here, here, and here. So I got upset and I like was just like, fuck you, bye. I left. And I called my doctor because I told you that the pain clinic told me they will not help me without like being properly looked at. So actually having the, the test done and stuff. He literally looked at me. He asked me to walk from one side of the room to the other side of the room. And then he pretty much told me, you're fine. You're done. Everything's fine. Uh. And he was just obviously so fucking rude. And so I when I got home, 
I um I called my doctor and I was like, is this normal? And she was like, absolutely not. That's absolutely not normal, especially when you have been sent to him by multiple doctors to actually run the test. So um, she was like, you just need a second opinion. So now I'm getting a second opinion. So my week has just been kind of like, I'm just done with it. How's yours? <laughs> well, not as bad as that. Fuck that. Jesus. Fuck that, right? Yeah, no, my week has been pretty good in comparison. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had, had a bit of a... Oh, sorry, I'm yawning. I'll cut that out. Um, I can see your nipple. Oh, sure. Here, I'll show you. I'm getting ready to do the finish my my tattoo. I'm like I'm about to show you my tits, but not really. Oh either. yeah, I can see the pasties. That's why. Yeah. See. Also, just flashed you. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I'm getting a free show. Um, you guys can too on Patreon for it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's called OnlyFans, Amanda. <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. I thought that this was going to be, like, extras for us, but okay. Oh, we'll yeah, yeah, no, no. I'll, I'll link my OF in, in this. <laughs> <laughs> I would flash you, too, but I have a sports bra on because I went to physical therapy today, so <laughs> um, it's, not, it's not much. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm getting the rest of my tattoo done today, so, like, right after we're done podcasting, I'm going to get the rest of myself together probably shave so that way you know i don't stink um i'm wait 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 <laughs> can you just go back two seconds you're going to shave that no amanda that i'm show i'm shave i'm gonna shave my armpits <gasps> oh so that way they that don't was... stink a ton while i'm sweating because i'm getting a tattoo done and i don't want daniel to be like this bitch is sweating a ton because I will I'll sweat. I know, I know I'll sweat um, because do I don't know like that pain. Your hair is not gonna hold this smell, right? No, you but do it, I that, don't. Right? I like my I like my armpit shave. Look, I know. Look, I know. There's a whole section of people, individuals that don't like to shave, and I get that, and I support it. But I personally get very irritated and agitated with with skin with skin with hair with skin. <laughs> You're gonna have a big problem if you get fucking agitated with skin. <laughs> I'm so annoyed with the skin. I just want it off. <laughs> Honestly, same. No. <laughs> it happens every time every time we podcast i'm like i'll just keep going and i'll edit that out later and then you make nope. some kind of fucking remark <laughs> and then yeah, i can't geez. and then i can't take it out so i'm sorry you all are hearing about how i apparently want to shave my skin off <laughs> <laughs> oh man i just got like a fucking vision in my you no 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 that was no, like a saw movie. No, no, that reminds me of like a, a really terrible dream I once had. But we'll we'll have a dream episode another time. Today, um, you know, today we're talking about social anxiety. Social anxiety, which is why I've got wine with me. Ooh, that was a good rhyme. That was a real. <laughs> that was a good, was a good rhyme. rhyme. Anything with wine in it scores points with Mel. Um. Well, I'm actually. This is gonna be. My, probably my last drink for a little while because I need to get in shape and uh, I've been in denial about wine being a problem <laughs> so um really yeah I've been in a like like I've I've known it but like deep down I'm like I don't want to give up wine I don't want to give it up but Honestly, I need to wine is actually they do say that wine is good for you mm. Shoot, like one or two glasses a night of red wine well to be good for you I mean, I, I drink Pinot Noir, so I know that that's pretty good and it's supposed to be like good for your heart, but it still has a lot of like sugar and I don't know. I just Pino think Noir? that- Pinot Noir? Pinot Noir. Okay. Pinot Noir. Well, I don't really think that drink, like I don't think that drinking is bad for you or wine is, is but I mean- So I'm not saying I mean, it's bad. I'm just, I'm just saying that it's, it's a part of the process that I need to go through right now to start losing weight. Um- but uh, yeah, so I'm drinking right now because I know that I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be in so much pain. <laughs> I just know it. Um, 
I'm still very envious of you, even even knowing that you're going to go through pain. Like, I'm still very envious. It's hard. Like, tattoos are one of those things where... And I'm. Uh, it's not just the pain thing I should also mention. I just don't like going to tattoo shops anymore. I don't like... I just have a hard time around certain kinds of people. And as much as I love my tattoo artist, Daniel, who's awesome, um, it's... I mean, my tits are going to be out, first of all. Secondly... <laughs> There's just going to be a lot of people there that I probably and if people are asking why my boobs are going to be out, it's because my tattoo goes all the way like to the top area of my boobage. So You're like like cleavage, like, yeah. like there is literally a leaf that's almost right above your all, right above my nipple. So like yeah, yeah, um, that's why. Yeah, it's not like she's doing it for free, you guys. <laughs> not like she's like hey how much off how oh my much, gosh you know? the first time I got like when I first got the outline done um oh man it was awful like I like he gave me the he's like okay go in the go in the bathroom and he literally gave me like napkins like felled up napkin with tape and was like go put this over your nipple and so like, you know, it looked like a box on my nipple that just like kept trying to come off. And eventually I, my tits were just hanging out for everybody to see. It was great. Go work in a tattoo shop. It's fun. No, I don't. Mm -mm, I wouldn't now. But then again, like seeing titties all day. I don't know. Sounds pretty good to me. I mean, they wouldn't even have to pay me and just be like, it's okay. Yeah. I'd be like the weird person, like just hanging around. But then again, yeah. No, that's, it's that's, fun. It's a good that was time very there. Creepy of me. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's I, my creepy side I, coming out. Okay, so I follow this awesome chick on Instagram. Uh, she goes by Ghost of Perjury. Um, oh, I love her. She, she, she's like, she incredible. Has, she's she kind of memes always. Dude, funny shit. In, in general, she's just one of those people that I enjoy so much. I've actually been considering asking her to come on this podcast specifically because she has autism and social anxiety, um, or, or anxiety in general. But uh, anyway, she's from Australia. She's super funny. We talk occasionally. I do a lot of readings for her. Um, I saw this post that she did. Like, I think it was like yesterday, the day before uh, it was like to her close friends group. And she posted like, it was like me, like m my boobs out with like a little pasty on it. Right. Like it, she had mm -hmm. like, she had like little, uh, it was like a, I don't know if they were pasties or if they were stickers, because when I saw it, it was, oh, you know, this is, this goes against our guidelines on Instagram, you know, for nudity, graphic content, whatever. And then. And all she said on that one was, oh, but then the next story was like, you know, that she had posted that and she lost like a ton of female followers um, for doing that. And she was oh, yeah. just like, what the fuck? Like tits are tits are awesome. Tits are cool. Like, why are you making it a big deal? Like, why are you hating? And I find that a lot of more so than men, of course, women tend to be super judgmental of other women that are more confident or more. I guess like sexually open with their bodies. I, I don't not even sexually open. I shouldn't say that more open with their bodies. Um, it doesn't even have to be a sexual thing. It's just like, you know, appreciation of your of your own physical form. I mean, the way I look at it is I'm only going to be 32 <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm only going to get older. And like, I already look at pictures of myself and like my younger self and like cute panties and like thin little frame and I'm like oh man I used to be so hot and I would never know that if I didn't take pictures I would just like reminisce but I have these these physical pictures where I'm like man I like my body was fire you know I think that's also like that's a really good thing to actually bring up right now I think with because when you're talking about social anxiety I think a lot of it is fear of judgment mm -hmm. from others a, a it really is a big portion of social anxiety because you're not it's and it, it it the sad thing is is that a lot of it especially with like you think that people are going to look at you or actually you're kind of afraid of what they're going to think about you you know no matter what yeah and so especially and and it's not just I think a lot of people think oh social anxiety is just when you're around people it's also posting stuff on Instagram or TikTok or on you know what will people say or think if I post this yeah and I think bullshit I've I followed her by the way for the longest time yeah 
And same. Um, I have always thought. I'm just gonna. I, I'm just gonna say it. I've always thought that she was very, um, like very just thin. Mm-hmm. And she's gorgeous, by the way. But she showed up on Instagram, and she had the uh, the latex. Oh yeah, today she just posted that yeah, today. Yeah. And it was it was yesterday. Oh, I yesterday. Think, too, and then yeah. she and then she did some more today. That girl is fucking thick in all the right places. No, she has. And I was just she like, has like this booty. Oh my god. Okay, so I, she for a while. Yeah, show it off. No, for real though. And also, I love like the way that it like. Uh, I'm gonna have to tell her that we're talking about her on our podcast now. <laughs> but the things that bother the thing that bothers me is like. The fact that when you have anxiety, it already stems like you you cannot you literally cannot say something about a person that they have not already thought about themselves if they have social anxiety. Because you think the worst about yourself and in the way of, oh my God, people are gonna think this or people are gonna say this or people might react this way. And to react that way. Yeah. Just fucking sucks. Cause it, it's like this thing of you're hoping. Like, you're going to put yourself out there and you hope that they don't act that way. And when people do act that way, it's like this, see, I told you so. Well, Type a moment to yourself. Yeah. To be a fucking woman and fucking drop someone because they showed some boobies on it. It's just, it's just I don't understand it. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, don't understand women. I, but I, what I was going to say with that is these these actions that people take, you know, after you're just expressing yourself in whatever way, like maybe at first you have social anxiety, but then you realize that you don't mind, you know, showing a portion of yourself off. Like that's where I'm at. Like, I, like I might have a fucking attitude too. Yeah. Like, especially online, I, I really, I try to be my most authentic self without fear of judgment. But what that stemmed into is, um, being antisocial in a way. Like, I just don't care for people that don't care for me. Does that make sense? Like, if like if you're not... I don't sorry. really feel like that's antisocial. I feel like that's just... But that's what you have to... You have to get to a point where you are just like, fuck it. Yeah. I don't care what they think. Yeah. And I, and I just... I'm not... I don't really like going out unless it's with the kind of people or I'm around the kind of people that are similar to me in that way. And um, if that's not the case, then I don't have a good time. Um, you know, since the pandemic, Andrew and I have not gone out very much at all. The last time we went out, um, Andrew did a show for Oliver Opus, which is, uh, the singer that he, um, kind of plays with in a band called In Our Heads. Uh, and they had like a show and it was all musicians and whatnot. And I really enjoyed all of them, but I noticed that like, even in that setting with creative people, it's very difficult for me to feel comfortable around them like I kind of cave in myself and I was so thankful that my friend Heather showed up with Melchor whom a lot of people know as Buddy that's her partner um and once they came I was like okay like I can like can be in my element now um and I, I don't think that having social anxiety is always about oh no I can't be myself I think sometimes social anxiety is just being around other people and 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 just feeling uncomfortable around them because like it's not about how they perceive me. That's not it. I get scared being around other people and like just just being around them. Like I I don't I it's not even oh, yeah. that I think that they're perceiving me in any way. I just get uncomfortable around groups um you know I've talked about this before I have avoidant personality disorder which is like social anxiety blown up <laughs> um so there's just a lot of aspects about people and being around people that I just I have to really get used to you before um I like being around you you know at first it sort of feels like a chore does that make sense I, I absolutely understand what you're saying. I don't, but I think that, <laughs> I think that the pandemic, the lockdowns have made a lot of people um, who have social anxiety, it has amplified, but I think a lot of people who did not have social anxiety have now um, gotten social anxiety because of the lockdowns. But I, I think that social anxiety is no matter what, there's so many types and it can like the form of it and how it you know um 
is in everybody and how they perceive it. It's very, very different. Like, my daughter has social anxiety, and her a big, big part of it is what people will think when they see her and how they will react to her. But um, a lot of it is also her overthinking of, okay, what am I going to do or what am I going to say? What am I going to... Like, if this happens, so it's not even really the point of, like, what people are going to think, but she gets so flustered by just trying to be herself. Yeah. You know? And it's really, really hard for her to try and be herself because she's like, I tried for so long um, not to be myself, to go against what I what I want and what I think um, because of how people have reacted mm -hmm. that I don't exactly know, like what even am i at this moment and she's fucking 11 so she's going through it already yeah and if if i look at social anxiety how i am i don't know about you but like i literally sometimes when i'm around people it's not it's not even the whole thing of like what are they thinking about me or what i will get around people and i have like <laughs> i have moments where people are talking to me i have no fucking clue what they just said I am literally in my head completely thinking about 20 other things that is going on around me. I cannot follow conversations. I have the hardest time. And it literally makes me not want to go anywhere. Well, that's why I I drink alcohol. I think that a lot of people think that people who have social anxiety are, as such, they are antisocial. And I think that that's bullshit. Yeah. I think that a lot of people want... Um, to an extent... Or they like people, mm -hmm. but that is very hard for them because of their anxiety. And I like if you look at Jeremy, and I kind of I understand this. His whole thing is he cannot control what they are going to say or how they are going to react, what they're going to do. Yeah, and that scares him. Yeah, I mean I have that too. Like that part of it. Like uh, it's not even what oh, they're thinking. Yeah, I don't like situations in which I don't know how to control it. So that's why I like to know, like, like the person I'm hanging out with, like, I can hang out with you all day because we get along. We like the same things. You're not going to say something to me that's going to, like, hurt my feelings, you know. Um, no. And I'm I'm very sensitive. Like, I've, got, I've gotten a lot better, but I'm very sensitive. If someone says something that does not sit well with me, I'm not going to talk to you for a while. Like that's just how I am like I will to you fall off the face of the earth and like not respond to you because of what you said and I won't bring yeah. it up either if we're friends if we're friends and you said something like terrible to me I won't bring it up unless I absolutely have to I've done it a few times but just the way I don't like confrontation unless it absolutely needs to happen understandable yeah so yeah I don't know I feel like alcohol kind of makes me a little bit more chatty in social situations um and oftentimes it's not even it's not even like how people perceive me something that i do have a lot of issues with now is just like how how much bigger i am than i used to be like that's like always on my mind and i feel like have you do you know pablo francisco what the no He's, pablo escobar i know him <laughs> pablo francisco is this comedian um he's really funny and you know i i loved him but then he started to bald and it w it went from like having really good sets to him talking constantly about like how he's balding in his sets and that fucking frustrated me so much like the last time i saw him i was like why are you like why do you have to fixate on that like the, you know do your other bits like those are funny like no one cares that you're balding whatever get over it but now that i have gained weight i feel like i cannot stop mentioning it talking about it like offhand remarks and stuff and so i'm just i'm trying really really hard to not do that anymore because it's it's you, gross and it's you, annoying for people to have to hear that and I know it but it still happens do you feel like because I've I know that I've been there and I've but I've also heard people say it that you get to this point where you're thinking like if I get there before they do 
Like if I say it before they do, if I say it before, then I, then they can't, you know, then I, it's, I don't think it's even it's that. A, I don't think it's like, oh, if, well, if they're thinking it, you know, then I'll just say it. So that way we're all on the same page. No, it's not that at all. It's like, I just don't feel comfortable myself with how I, I look. And so I will say it just because I'm awkward. I, I'm, I'm an yeah. awkward person to talk to. And uh, especially if someone compliments me, because I'll get that a lot. Like, oh, I really love your whatever. Like, oh, you're so cute. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fat. <laughs> like, it'll just happen. I just like, yeah. well, I've gained I a lot of weight. I, I do that. <laughs> it's like, I, do that. I, I don't I, know. I, do I don't know how to just accept a compliment. That's another thing that I've been, I've always been, even when I wasn't, even when I, there was no weight gain or whatever, um, you know, someone would call me pretty or whatever. And the only times I've been able to accept compliments like that are online because I can read them, process, and go, the best way to deal with this is just to say thank you. And so online, I've kind of figured that out. But in person, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> like, I don't know how to handle that in person. I think that I've, I've gotten better at it, but only because um, Christian's friend, Pascal, he also has like certain things that I do, but he calls me out on it. So like if he says something and I'm like, yeah, but blah, 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 then he'll just say like, just take the compliment. <laughs> but he's also, I, um, he, he says sorry a lot. So do I, I have given it, you know, to my kids who do it all the time. And I'm constantly telling, it's not kids. Chloe doesn't do it. Jeremy does. She, he constantly says sorry. And <clears throat> I do it and I'm starting to think, okay, I shouldn't do it that much. And Pascal is the one that was like, um, I, I, I can't, I don't know where he got it from a coach or something, but it's like, instead of saying, sorry, I'm late, instead of saying, sorry, I did this start, uh, thanking people. So thank you for waiting for me yeah. or thank you for, uh, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But that's one of the things Pascal will call me out on it. Be like, just fucking take the compliment. You don't need to tell them that your shirt only costs two bucks, even though they're saying <laughs> that it looks awesome. Just fucking say thank you. I feel I'm like, like it's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I feel like it's just ingrained in us. And, um, you know, definitely having Kaylin has, has changed my perspective on things. And I just love that, you know, I've, I've sort of at this point, I've, I've started to like catch myself in things that I do. So that way she doesn't, um, she doesn't see it, you know, but I've, ha I've had my moments, you know, last week I, or actually I think it was the beginning of this week. I had like a, a meltdown because I couldn't find anything to wear and I was crying and I was like, I don't know what to wear. It's hot and nothing fits me. <laughs> and Kaylin came in and I'm like trying not to like cry in front of her and um, I realized that, like, she did hear what I was saying, you know, and it kind of reminded me of, like, mom talking about how thick her thighs were and how she was fat and using the word fat. And, like, you know, as we know, mom had an ED. And so I think that even though I'm not, like, husky, big, I have this, like, ingrained in me that I'm not at the weight that I need to be. So it's just eating me alive. And that's why I'm like, okay, I really need to just like, just be healthier. And uh, I need to start exercising more. It's been difficult with my, my hand, um, but I'll get back into it. I just don't want Kaylin to feel like I do if she ever gains weight. I don't ever want her to feel like I do. So I'm like, how do I stop that cycle? Like, what do I do to make sure that you know, I don't, that, that she doesn't remember a memory like I do with mom. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to like. Yeah, no, I absolutely know what you mean. I think that last year when I was in California, that was the heaviest I've ever been. And um, I was, I'm, I'm the type of social anxiety that I do constantly worry about what others think of me, even though a lot of the times people would never suspect that of me because I do have kind of like a fuck you fuck it attitude like if you don't like me fuck you but yeah <laughs> um I'm absolutely not like that if you know me <laughs> then you know what I mean I'm not like that mm -hmm. and when I um when I was that big I constantly was worried about what people what I was wearing how I would look what people would think um and not just like 
other people outside of my house. I was constantly worried about what people around me that saw me daily were thinking and just weren't saying. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, when I would when I would actually have to leave, like going and one of the big social anxiety things that I have um, and I've, I've had for years is um, like going to the gym or jogging outside of my house because I'm so fucking worried that people are going to be like, oh, like she, you know, like, look at how big she is. Look at how. And I've lost a lot of weight since California, but I'm still not. Yeah. You know. It's hard. I I don't think anybody gives a shit. No one cares. I know that in my head. So like if I went to go running right now, like I would know no everyone else is just focused on their own bullshit. And I'm aware of that at the gym. However, I don't like being in the gym because it's a close it's it's everybody's kind of in close proximity and uh i what if i'm using the equipment wrong or what if i you know you know what i mean like there's just a ton of things that like not even them perceiving me as fat it's more like she's an idiot she doesn't know what she's doing like (laughs) that kind of a thing um and also like i just i'm more comfortable working out at home like i have a like an exercising bike which i really love using when i actually use it and then i also love like um watching like oh we we watched it together like blogilates like that bitch is hilarious to yell at when you're in pain and you're trying to do the moves and it just did yeah you you a little bit more than me but yeah we cussed her out sorry (laughs) sorry sorry not sorry cassie ho talks (laughs) so much she talks so much and the entire time i'm just like this bitch she knows what she's doing she does it on purpose Okay. She's, she keeps talking and you're just like, oh, 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 oh. it's so annoying. And then when she, no, and I'm, then when you hear her like, oh, this hurts. I'm like, yeah, bitch. The thing about social anxiety though is, is like, just like what you're saying, like, oh, I don't like, I'd rather not go to the gym. I'd, I'd rather not go to the gym. I do think that it's like super easy to just work out at home jog outside like i i mean i've there's been years that i've gone to the gym there's been years when i haven't gone i do think some one thing with social anxiety is that nowadays 2000 and especially nowadays with the lockdown i think it's just going to get well not because of the lockdowns i think it's just going to become more that every everything can practically be done from home. You don't have to go outside anymore. You yeah. don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to go to the store. You don't, you, you don't have to well, do that, anything really if you don't fucking want to. But outside. that's the thing. Like it kind of brings me back to like what my, you know, um, therapist said, the last one, not the current one that I have, about how if I let myself continue on with what I'm doing because I'm so comfortable at home and mm-hmm. I don't like being around people um that that social anxiety uh could manifest itself into agoraphobia and we know it's true because mom has it so yeah um that's something that i'm constantly thinking about it's like how that social anxiety could potentially turn into this you know crippling fear of leaving the house in general and i think you you just need to catch it yeah when you see that you're doing or you know certain things yeah no i i see it and i and i you know i've I definitely do not want to end up with agoraphobia. So I know that I have the ability to, you know, push through when things are uncomfortable. Like I still go out um, and I still do things, you know, uh, especially if Kaylin wants to do them. Um, I have friends. I, I don't, I don't isolate myself so much that I feel like I am agoraphobic. Um, but I, you know, it's all, it's almost like, it's almost like a like a dark cloud that's always sort of in the back of your mind and you're just trying your hardest to like push it away that's what that feels like right now when when especially considering just like being social being around people people in general like it just feels like a big dark cloud that without the walls and the barriers of you know just a computer screen or a cell phone screen it's it's not as easy to to deal with like i can deal with people online uh specifically i'm i'm really good at communicating online 
Like I'm better at articulating. Like we both talk about how like we just we're not the best at communication. Our speech isn't like the best. Um, With our limited vocabulary. Yes. Yeah, I and I feel like that's that's something too. Like I was, <laughs> I've been uh, going to these like webinars for writing, and all of yeah. the all of the speakers obviously they're going to be you know, incredible at articulating themselves and coming up with these beautiful sentences um, and also just the way that they present themselves. But, you know, I think about other podcasters I was listening to. I just found another podcast today that just is awesome. It's called um, Punch Keys uh, and it's about a writing, it's like a writing podcast. But anyways, like just the girls that are on that podcast, they sound so like professional. And I don't know if it's like on purpose, but they just do. They just have this like way of talking. And um, what, you know, one of the things that social anxiety kind of tells you is that you can't do those things. You're not as good as that other person. Um, you shouldn't be able to, to, have a podcast you can't talk like that other person can and and that those are elements that you know through working with yourself and and through therapy you you kind of realize that even though you might have limitations it doesn't mean that you can't do those things it's just your brain telling you that you know oh look at this other person or look at this situation that's much better than you you need to hide you're not allowed to shine and I don't know I feel like for us, one of the goals with this podcast was to kind of show that like no matter what, like you should be able to do whatever you want and it doesn't matter, you know, what kind of person you are, you can still like push through and be your most authentic self. Yeah, absolutely agree. And I think that a lot of what you just said also is kind of like, <clears throat> especially coming from you as someone who has already accomplished so much when you <laughs> think that you th that that fucking face do you understand what i'm saying though because i have that with a lot of things too and i like <clears throat> we should actually do a podcast on it the just just one time just the imposter syndrome because oh you yeah we should feel we yeah. should do we should do a podcast on that we have but to. also i feel like that ties in what you just said that ties in with the imposter syndrome because you just feel like you yourself aren't good enough. Like, oh, it's just, it's, it's like you downplay everything that you do or have done or will do. Just like, oh yeah, I, you know, I don't know if I can. And it's, I think it's, um, it's really hard, especially when you have social anxiety and you're talking to someone, especially someone that you're not that close with. Oh my God. You're like telling them things that you've done or what you or what you are doing. Like you downplay it, you dumb it down because you feel like it's just not good enough. Yeah. And you know, the thing is that I've learned over the last, I don't know, how old am I? 20 years, maybe more. Um, is that like everyone, everyone has felt, unless they're fucking delusional, <laughs> everyone has felt a little bit of that like nervousness, um, or that like, am, am I as good as I, as I think I am? And, you know, when it comes down to it, I think the people that like push through are the ones that say, you know what, even if I'm not as good as I think I am, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to keep doing this because it makes me happy. And this is what I want in my life. You know, for, for me, for example, you know, like I, um, I, I'm an illustrator and I'm pursuing writing and like, while I might not be the best writer, um, yet doesn't mean that it's going to stop me from like pursuing that dream of like publishing a book or, um, continuing with my the comic that I'm doing with with Andrew um you know another goal that I have is I want to sing I want to be able to sing I want to be able to play guitar and I I haven't been able to start that yet but it's a goal that I have and um I know I'm going to do it that's the other thing is that I know I'm going to do it I might not be the best at it but it's something that I need to do it's just like that like weird soul thing that you have like you you just know deep down that it's a necessary it's a necessary thing for you. Um, just like I really want to make an Oracle deck with you. So fucking bad. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's something that I am definitely working on every single day. I've gotten better at it. But I feel like I'm not good enough at, at 
like drawing and um coming up with especially drawing i i haven't drawn in but you're so good that's the thing is so that long. you have you know something that i've noticed about other podcasts is that a lot of it is like talking yourself up and i think the difference between us and those podcasts is like we're real about it like we're not yeah i'm not saying that it's not okay to talk yourself up like <clears throat> do it like talk yourself up give everybody you know the reasons to follow you but um it's okay to have those doubts and i think i think that's kind of like what pushes me to sort of keep going and to make these situations that might be that might seem taboo or oh don't talk about social anxiety don't like harp on it it's like well if you don't think about it and accept that you have it how are you going to get over it you know yeah I, like you have to i'm i you literally have to embrace the fact that you have it yeah to be able to kind of get over it. and sometimes it's like the stupidest little things that will open your mind or open your eyes to the fact that you do have it and there's definitely things that you can like work on and you can do to like help it I do think that one of the biggest things on our podcast is that we're we have amazing lives when yeah. you look at where we are at oh yeah I'm for sure extremely fucking grateful um for where I am and what yeah. but I I do feel like we're just open about like you know the struggles that we that we have and what and and sometimes we don't fucking know what to do with it and sometimes we're getting help for it and one of the things with um you know, with social anxiety, I I do have a problem with how people look at me. I do feel like I'm, like, not enough. And I do think, like, oh, well, you know, I I have it constantly yeah. of how other people perceive me. And I'm, I know for damn sure I'm not the only one that has it. <laughs> no, there's no so, way. No. And it's not, um, it's not the fact that I, because I have had complete panic attacks for you know in a social setting not because of what i think about the others going to think about me but just because of the fact that it's just too much it, it, it was just too much the people the the noise the talking the the fact that i, I was know, just that around, might also you know with nds with neuro uh being neurodiverse i i have yeah you know that i have um I have problems with noises. Yeah, no, <laughs> certain noises and same. loud noises and too many people and um yeah, like sometimes it's just too much. But I um yeah, I've been in situations where it has absolutely nothing to do with what people think about me, but I will I still have the most horrible social anxiety. Um and but I I also have it yeah about what what people think and and perceive of me and I that's also that I think that's something if you don't have like if you're not completely I wouldn't say completely but if you are insecure about yourself it's something that you're going to have it's just the way that it is like you you kind of start to worry about what people think and that you're not enough yeah. I definitely have that so. After this past week, I have been doing something every day um, to kind of help me because I know that I've been struggling with myself, like just personal, physical situation. Um, and when when you have those moments where like you feel like you're not enough, coming up with a different way of viewing yourself, coming up with a different way of perceiving the situation. So... Before you leave your house, like if you have something like crazy social you have to do, or if you have to be around a lot of people, if you have to, like, or if you're just having a shitty day, like take time to sit down and write just three things, just three things that you like about yourself. Like, I know it sounds so stupid, but when you write things down, it's like, it's an activity that you're, you're putting energy into. And you know, the listeners that have been listening for a while, Amanda and I are very witchy and so for me, as a witch and as a person that like does struggle with these things, I know the power of like putting energy into words. Um, mm -hmm. So when you write things down, that's a lot of energy that you're putting out into the world. And it's sort of reaffirming to yourself, like even if it's simple, like I like the way I laugh or I like that I know how to draw my eyebrows on my face. 
you know like it could be it could be literally anything um I like my tattoos I like my hair color it could be so simple it could be it could be you know as deep as you want it or as as surface level as you want it it just depends on like where you're at um and another thing that really helped me like this was a session that Andrew myself and Kaylin had in the car and because I knew I wanted to start doing it but I was like struggling I was like I don't like anything about myself like how do I start doing this and like I would literally sit in the car and go like what do I like about myself and I couldn't come up with anything so I so I asked Andrew well what are things that you like about yourself and he was able to name three things and then I named three things that I liked about him. And then Kaylin named three things that she liked about him. And then Kaylin uh, named three things that she liked about me. And then I named three things that I liked about myself. And then Andrew contributed. And then the last thing that we did was we like we just showered Kaylin with a bunch of compliments. And she was so like my six year old started crying in the car because she was so happy at, with all the things that we said to her. Like it was like. You tell your kids constantly how much you love them. But when you're in a setting mm-hmm. like that and you're like, these are the things that I love about you. And it's more than just one person saying it. It's like this, like just this shower of validation. And like, she was just, she was like, you guys are making me cry and blush. And she was crying <laughs> in the car. So and like, you know, because there are so many things that I like, we all love about ourselves and then we love about other people and we don't say it enough. Like we might say it in passing, but it was something different about like it being in the car in that moment and making that list with each other that was so uplifting and so like beautiful. And it was just like a moment of like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just such a healing moment for all of us, I think. And like, I I know that sounds really like woo woo or whatever, but no, it sounds sweet. I learned like years ago, like I think Chloe was like five or something when I was reading this book um, about like how, um, you know, how you compliment your kids, how Uh that can even make them, you know, actually um, have issues later on, depending on how you talk and what you say, the things that you say. So that's when I started to compliment my kids in other ways of just saying, oh, you're, you know, I love you. You're so beautiful or you're so smart. Or, you know, I started to compliment them in, in different ways and saying different things. And we do that in our house. We give each other compliments. But I think with my kids, I've, I've told you this and I think I've said it here on the podcast. Jeremy literally tells me, and I'm not joking, like 20,000 times a day that I am so beautiful, that I am the most beautiful mom, that I am the sweetest mom. He literally Caitlin is the same way all day. Chloe will see me and she'll be like, hey, mom, you look beautiful today. Hey, mom. She... She does it all the time. And so um, I always just say, oh, thank you. And I try to um, not be like, and I do it. I still do it. Like they'll say like, oh, you're so beautiful. Or, oh, mom, you look nice. And then I'll right away. I'll be like, oh, yeah, but. And I, I, you have I to stop yourself getting. Yeah. I'm getting very good at not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm so good at good at that. When Kaylin gives me a compliment, the first thing that goes mm-hmm. to my head is she is an unfiltered six-year-old. If she says that I look great, even though I have shit all over my face <laughs> from not washing yeah. my makeup off, my hair is a mess. If my six-year-old is calling me beautiful, hell yeah. I'm going to say thank you. Yeah, Like exactly. I'm going to well, take that, that compliment. <laughs> With with them, I do. Um, I I ninety percent of the time. It's hard because oh, you because you not feel say anything. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to see them as like. Is it a genuine compliment? Like maybe they just care about you and they want to make you feel oh. good. It doesn't matter. Just that's what it take is. it. But they are like they are very um, honest with multiple things. Like you know, Jeremy was like, "Oh, I love your hair. Like it looks nice. I like it, Mom. I like your hair color, even though it's I not like what it you, too. What you wanted, I do like it. And I was like, "Thank you," but I had like a little tiny like half bun up on my head but it had like dropped by the time I got back from physical therapy so it was like a little turd on my head it just looks weird and he was like I mom I really do like your hair especially in the sunlight when you and I was like oh thank you and he was like but why do you have that little 
knot on top of it. Like, you should take the knot down. It doesn't really look nice anymore. He's very honest. See, that's what did I mean. Tell you, did I ever tell you what Chloe did to me? I don't know. You've told me a lot Chloe of things about like, Chloe. Chloe was like four years old. She was like, I'm the queen or something. Like, I'm I'm a queen. I'm a queen. And I was like, fine. Then I'm the princess. And she like laughs. And she was like, mom, princesses are pretty. You can't be a princess. <laughs> I was like, bitch. But bitch. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's hilarious. She's harsh. Did you see what she did? Did you see in the group app that I sent the picture to? We got, like, Disney Plus and, like, Netflix. And we all have, like, our, our own little profile on it. We got Disney Plus last week or the week before. I, I love Disney Plus. Mine is uh, Maleficent. Maleficent? Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I don't even, um, she, at first she did it. I don't know who this person is. Maybe you I probably um, know. She did say it, but I threw it in the thing because I was laughing. She changed our profiles. I am a dolphin and my name is communist. <laughs> and Jeremy's is just Jeremy because she loves him with Darth Vader. She's just so, you know how she is. She's just. He just likes to make fun of me being all like, well, come on. Anyways, um, she has a look. She thinks that her forehead is big. She always complains about it. So she put that guy down. For As beaker? <laughs> and it says forehead because he has such a dope. No, don't you see hers? It's this guy from. Um, oh, no, I love Loki. What the fuck? That's it. Loki. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then with the forehead. But then look. You're a beaker. No, that's Christian. But look what it says underneath it. Lesser being. <laughs> Lesser being. She's just, she's harsh. So when, yeah. So when she gives me compliments about stuff, I'm always just like, yeah, like, you know, great. And that's also something, I think when you feel good about yourself, when you like what you have or like, you know, that you automatically get like this confident boost yeah this confidence boost confident confident confidence i feel boost. like i'm saying it wrong no you're saying it fine <laughs> you're just what is wrong with me you're you living in the netherlands you're like you ever said a word and you're like what the no for sure say? the other day i think i was trying to say something like oh i don't even remember but it was like an english word and i was like that feels weird in my mouth um yeah yeah it just it sounds weird yeah no anyways no. i get it so yeah no but it just gives you like a confidence boost when i have like you know when i'm wearing like nice clothes and i feel like i look nice like i feel better it's even days it sounds so stupid i can walk out of my house and have my hair back no makeup on looking like crap but feel good but if i yeah if i accomplish something anything that i really wanted to accomplish that day, I can feel like I like I am just the fucking bomb ass bitch. <laughs> I can I can feel that way. I think it's just like I don't know. I think a lot of it has to do with how you feel about yourself. No, for sure. But there's also things. Well, that's I don't know. With that's, like, I'm sorry, but that's like you no. know we're kind of stepping into like that territory of like spirituality. It's like when you know doing something that makes you feel good, kind of makes you feel good inside. You know, like. Like it can actually enhance the way you feel about yourself in general. Um, and that's why like, you know, sometimes like glamour magic will do it for me. Like just putting on makeup and I'm like, oh, I look pretty. So I feel pretty. Um, but sometimes it's it's accomplishing something. Like if I'm able to wake up early, like, oh, God, days where I'm able to wake up earlier than Andrew and Kaylin and I'm able to like make breakfast, make coffee, get them everything they need before they wake up. Like I feel like I'm like, oh, like, look at me. My God, I'm doing it. Do you not hate that? I hate the fact that it's so hard for me to wake up without an alarm clock because Jeremy will wake me up. And don't get me wrong, <laughs> I get coffee. Like if I'm in bed and he wakes up, the first thing that he does is, good morning, mom, do you want some coffee? That's the very first thing that he does. And I can have coffee in bed. I have, I'm not going to lie, I have the sweetest kids in the world. I but know, they're so sweet. Waking up and like having that quiet time in the morning and getting like everything done oh so it just feels so good I, I don't know about you but when i'm feeling better i feel a lot more or feel good about myself or anything 
I will walk out of my house into a social event feeling 10,000 times more confident. My anxiety is there. It is there, but it's a lot less than, yeah, exactly. you know, when I'm, yeah. I, so, and, and I think this is perfect because like, I'm going to have to leave in a minute. And yeah. we talked about social anxiety. I had my wine. Uh, and I feel like a little bit more relaxed. <laughs> I'm not going to have it for a while. So cheers. Um, but yeah, I, I just think like I'm I'm feeling a lot more ready to like be around people. Like I don't feel good about myself and the way that I look right now. But yeah. I'm I'm just gonna like own it. Like I'm going to get a tattoo. It's not gonna be like this eventful thing where I need to look like a million dollars. I just I just need to feel okay enough to be around these people. Um with potentially my my tits do? out. What? That you kind of have. Like is that something that you do, by the way? I have it like if I have an appointment because i have social anxiety it could be the best fucking appointment and i think probably uh, no with with a tattooer because it's one-on-one usually um and not that busy out here anyways i don't think i would have it that much but any other appointments even ones that i like because i have social anxiety when somebody calls off it's like a fucking birthday present yes no i have that all the time when people cancel plans like even people i love i'm like oh i get to just like hang out and do what i want to do thank you without anybody around (laughs) yeah i was gonna ask like would you have been like if he would oh no he already he already told me like i would have been there already he was like hey can you come in at two and i'm like yeah bitch Yes, I can come in at two. Oh, an that hour later. Extra hours. Oh, yeah, an hour. One hour. Like, fucking thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, like, my response to him was like, whatever you need, just let me know. <laughs> I am the same way, though. Like, it's horrible. Even if, it's, if, if you give me fucking 15 to 20 minutes, like, I feel like I can mentally prepare. Yeah, exactly. Better. No, for sure. I think like I think that is definitely a social anxiety thing, but I also think it's an yeah. introvert thing. Like introverts oh, are yeah. total and I don't know if introverts and extroverts like I think they can all have in social anxiety. I think anyone like can have social anxiety. But I do think that people with social anxiety sort of they they might think about things differently, but they share the same like like what is it that i'm trying to say because i've had wine uh, they share the same i don't know i'm, I'm excitement not on the same track they are. share the same excitement when things are things fall through and they don't have to go oh yeah it's oh, like yeah. oh That's shit fair. i get to stay home and watch netflix peace bitch yes <laughs> yeah which is exactly what i'm gonna do right now i'm gonna peace out i'm gonna go watch snowfall which is by the way that is a fucking that's a really good show. Okay. Snowfall. I'll I'll yeah, try to Disney, find it. It's on Disney Plus. You should I didn't it's like a it, it's already in like its fourth season. You, you should watch, watch Loki because Loki's really great. But um yeah, so thank you guys for listening to our social anxiety banter. Um, yes, yes. We appreciate you guys. We know we we know we uh weren't so consistent. We're gonna try to to stay on top of the consistency um yeah and we appreciate but you. also at the same time life know, happens no. yeah <laughs> if you don't understand try to listen again to the podcast and then maybe you'll understand anyways thank you guys thank you guys and, so um, much hit us up on insta yeah our instagram is at trauma and laughs pod we also have a twitter at trauma and laughs um if you feel like you want to contact us for whatever reason uh we have an email uh which is at trauma and no it's trauma and laughs at (laughs) gmail.com oh man that wine really is like going through me now um and if you want to see uh melanie's tits (laughs) you can't no i'm just kidding i'll put we'll put the link in the show Anyways. Look, if if y'all want to get on my my OF, uh, DM me at Melancholy Melanie, and I'll uh, I'll hit you up. I'll be sending a DM in one, oh, yeah. two. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, uh, have a shit ton of fun. Yeah, I'm pain sure is more like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> when it's done, it's gonna look fucking amazing. You're gonna be so happy you did it. Do not come bitching at me about the pain because I am envious. Oh at this shit! Moment. Well, you know what I didn't do. Uh, if you guys, if you guys are trying to get a hang of your social anxiety and you want to 
have help with that and you need a um, advisor or a therapist or medication to sort of help you get through the day, uh, hit up Mood Health. Um, I will link it in the show notes. Uh, if you'd like $10 off of your first month of care, um, you can use code TRAUMALAFS10. It'll be in the show notes. I use them. They're great. Uh, I love my therapist. She's amazing. I love the medication that I'm on. I'm doing really good on it. Um, but yeah, I almost forgot about that. <laughs> so after the boobs and things, uh, you know, do boobs that. And things. I love you, Mandy. I love you too. All right. Thank Bye you all night. for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. It's Tramaraderie. Tramaraderie. <laughs>